Here they come! Welcome to episode 156 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host Eric Moore and today I'm joined by Chris Irons to discuss the final battle between Superman and Nuclear Man in Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Five. We're on express elevator to hell, going down. Two, one. If we're talking Superman 4, then I guess one of us is Superman and one of us is Nuclear Man. And I know which one you want to be, Chris. Well, Chris... <laughs> I, yeah, I guess Superman, obviously, but I don't know. Even he looked kind of um like he was done with it at, at, at part four. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, the caveat then is you are Superman, but from one and two, not Superman 4. Correct. Superman. Yes. Mm. I'd like yeah. that better. Everybody likes that better, you know. Oh, here we go, here we go. I mean, you are our go-to guy for Superman talk. Well, um, yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm loving it. I, this is a whole other conversation. Can we? Did you see that Zack Snyder one yet? No, I haven't. No, I mean over over here in the UK, we don't have HBO. Uh, we have a thing called Sky, and we don't subscribe to that. So, uh, oh, okay. plenty of. Plenty of people I know have seen it, but uh, no, I'm not subscribing to an, another bloody channel just to watch one thing. So I can wait. I'll, I'll get it when it comes out on Blu-ray eventually, I'm sure. I did see there's a Blu-ray uh, steel disc thing coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. But what have you been hearing from, from your friends and people who have seen it? Well, some people like it and some people say, well, it's still a mess, but now it's a bit more of a coherent mess. So I, I, I agree know. I agree with both of them. It is. I really enjoyed it, but you're right. It is. I never. I never hated the first whatever version of, it, and I, I enjoyed it. But this one explains more and more backstories about stuff, and seeing uh, Henry Cavill in the black outfit was was pretty cool, though. Hmm. Hmm. Where Where does he rank? Do Do you go Christopher Reeve, Cavill, then Ralph? No, I do uh, Reeve, Ralph, and then Cavill. All right. Okay. Because I is think that... Ralph was a great. Great, I don't want to say impression of Christopher Reeve, but remind me of Christopher Reeve more than uh... he was channeling, totally channeling Christopher word. Reeve, wasn't he? And yeah. I'm gonna hold off on saying anything because I tried to watch Superman Returns uh, a few days ago, but no, I mean, next time we're talking Superman, Chris, it will be for Superman Returns, oh, all right? Okay, um, all right, but no, let's not let's... can we just skip this episode and start that now? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that's what people do if they have that uh, Blu-ray box set. Yeah, this, this disc doesn't come out very often, does it? Superman Four? Because no. I actually I watched it on it's on HBO Max, like all the the, the DC movies, and I had them down here on, on Blu-ray and DVD. But I was like, well, I'll just I'll just you know, from HBO Max. And I had a hard time finding what you said because I was like, where's it? And then I found it. Yeah, 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 right. Okay, this could be t potentially the last time I ever watch this film. I mean, it is, it is a turd, isn't it? It's a stinking turd of a film. Um, it is. It's now, sad. Now, when it 
came out, when it was announced that they were going to make a Superman 4, do you remember, were you old enough to remember seeing in the press that they're going to make another one? I don't remember, you know, me and my and my memory. True. I don't, but I know I was probably dying to see it, because it's like, I think after part three, which, you know, is a step down from one and two, I'm like, well, how, how bad can part four be? Mm-hmm. And then it had an answer. <laughs> you did have an answer, yeah. And I, I you know, when it was announced, I... I, I was just horrified because, you know, yeah, Superman 3, it was bad, but it had its moments. I mean, we've done we, we've done an effectively speaking on it, haven't we? You know, yeah. the Clark yeah. Kent versus the bad Superman. I mean, yeah. that is a terrific sequence. It is. Um, but when they announced it and they announced that Canon Films were going to make it, that's what horrified me because, you know, I was a projectionist by that point and I'd shown a lot of Canon Films. And for me, Canon Films equaled crap. Right, yeah. that, that they were just very, very low budget films, terribly made, terribly acted, no production value, no redeeming qualities. You know, you had the likes of you know the lemon popsicle films, and then just all these schlocky rip off films that you know way at the bottom of the bill of of any other film that we were showing, and and they just had a terrible reputation. And then to find out that Canon <laughs> of all people were going to be making it, it's like no, 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 not to Superman, not to Superman. Yeah. And I'm, mm. I'm I'm picturing the Canon opening for like Stallone or Schwarzenegger films back in the day too. Sometimes, yeah. If you, yeah. I, I remember the other projectionist I worked with. He said if it says Canon at the start. It's going to be a bad film, you know, and he was absolutely right. And a few years after this film we're going to talk about today, the cinema I was working in was bought by Canon, right? Oh, shit. That, that's a, you were like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> the, Canon yeah. the <laughs> cinema the cinema chain I used to work for when I started was called Granada Cinemas, and they had been going since the 30s, but by the, the 70s, you know, um, you know, cinema was in decline and they were converting a lot of their, you know, cinemas into bingo halls because that's where the money was. Oh, and, okay. and yeah, when I joined in like 81, they only had five left in, in the UK. They only had five theatres and then they sold them to Canon. So I ended up working for Canon cinemas for a few years until yet again they went bust because this is the problem with Canon. They kept going bust all the time. They had no money. Um wow. But the paradox of it is, you know, this film wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Canon Films, and it is bad as it is because it was made by Canon Films, you know? Well, so Warner Brothers didn't do this? Like, didn't weren't even a part of this? No, what happened was, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, Superman 3, I mean, when Superman 3 was over and done with, everybody had had enough of it, you know, Christopher <laughs> yeah. Reeve had, Warner Brothers had, you know, that, that they all figured the films had run their course. You know, I mean, Christopher Reeve was meant to have a cameo in uh, Supergirl in 84, the year before, but he, he pulled out because, yeah, he just wasn't interested in, in going back. Um, but then at the Cannes Film Festival, the Sawkinds sold uh, the rights to Superman to uh, Golan and Globus, the Canon guys you know because they wanted a break into hollywood big time i mean they had been making all these films you know and they were low budget films but they wanted you know they wanted you know to be part of the you know hollywood elite and they figured making a superman film would get them there you know is that why Um, the effects are pretty like doesn't hold up to what the first two had everything everything that we're going to talk about today everything can be 
boiled down to money and lack okay. of money because yeah canon they they paid five money five million to you know uh make superman films they had no money they were in real bad straits at that time you know they were virtually bankrupt because what they did is what an awful lot of companies did like hammer did back in the 50s and 60s and roger corman did is you come up with an idea for a film right very often all you've got is a poster you take that to international distributors get them to fund it and then you make the film you haven't made the film but you you get the money up front you see and okay. it's not exactly a good business model and um you know but they figured if you keep making them fast and cheap enough you can keep that momentum going you see um, right. hoping each time that they'll break big with a big film but they never did <laughs> so, so it's it's not the best idea and you know it, finally it came to home to roost for them and um by the time they were making you know or or, or spent that five million they were already 90 million in debt oh wow yeah just as they were um prepping superman so off they go they think they're gonna have this huge hollywood blockbuster you would have thought they would have gone well superman 3 didn't do as well um maybe we shouldn't make a superman 4 but yeah they, they they weren't the brightest of guys to for making decisions you know um they had already given christopher reeve six million dollars okay wow. to come to okay. come back um it was six million along with director and and script approval did you do you know how much this made or in the box office or no? not a lot <laughs> not as much <laughs> Really, not as much as they were hoping, because they were hoping. Well, this is it. We're gonna we're gonna make it big time in Hollywood. They actually were prepping at the same time a Spider-Man film. Canon were gonna make a Spider-Man film off the back. They were so sure that Superman Four was gonna be this big blockbuster that they would right then ride the wave and come up with a Spider-Man film. Right? Can you imagine that one? Yeah. When <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean the TV. <laughs> The TV show from the 70s was bad, but I, I guess it would have been worse. But yeah. So there, there's Christopher Reeve. They've promised him all oh, this is going to be fantastic, blah, 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 blah. Um, he had first choice on director approval, and his first choice was Ron Howard. He wanted Ron Howard to make it. Oh, I would have liked, uh, seen a Ron Howard Superman film. I don't know how long Ron Howard would have lasted, though, after after what we're going to talk about. But no, okay. he he couldn't do it. He was busy getting uh, ready for Willow. So uh, okay, yeah, he couldn't do that. The studio wanted Wes Craven because um, he, he was big. The, the first Nightmare on Elm Street had just come out, and so they wanted him, and they arranged a meeting with Christopher Reeve and Wes Craven, and and both of them took an instant disliking to one another, so that didn't happen. Ah, right? I can't even picture Wes Craven making a superhero movie. No, no, it's it's like when they say about um, David Lynch doing Return of the Jedi. Uh, I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> you know? No, it doesn't line up, yeah. No, so so they're looking around, they, 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 they're they prepping, they're getting ready. Um, I don't know if you know, but in the original script, um, the adversary that Superman was going up against was Bizarro. I did hear that. I did hear that. Which, a different actor, do you think? It would have been... No. Uh -oh. <laughs> again, again, can, can not being able to figure out things. Um, they wanted Christopher Reeve to play Bizarro. I guess because know? of part three, I guess they put it in their mind kind of thing. Like, it would have yes. been cool to have his hair different and maybe you know, his outfit all 
you know, purpling and backwards, you know? Po- yeah, with the backward S and the, you know, yeah. the, the, the clay-like face and everything. But Christopher Reeve goes, right, you've paid me $6 million to be Superman. Oh, if boy. I'm going to be Bizarro, <laughs> that's $12 million, I was just know? thinking, <laughs> yeah, good for yeah. you. <laughs> yep, double the rolls, double the price. Um, so that nicks that idea. Um, and, that but they cool, kept- though. Like it would have been cool, but they kept yeah. that idea, didn't they? They kept the idea of, um, you know, cloning using yeah. Superman's DNA, and that's how we ended up with Nuclear Man. Of course, there's, there, there was an earlier version of Nuclear Man, which is the one that you, you can see it on the Blu-ray extras, this uh, first version, which, which was going to be more like a Frankenstein's monster affair, and that was Clive Mantle, um, and he looked awful. It was an awful outfit. He's got this awful fright wig on, and uh, the scenes were so bad. They were so bad that Canon themselves realised they were so bad, and oh, they scrapped geez. that idea. And that's why they then came up with what we've got, right? Um, but the big problem was, and here we go. This is answering your question from earlier. A month before shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Warner Brothers had given them thirty-six million, right, to make this film. Okay, Canon, a month before they were due to start, halved it. They slashed it to 17 million, right? The Mm. remaining money, they siphoned off into other projects like Spider-Man and to pay off debts, all right? Okay. So, yeah, with this massive budget cut, cuts had to be made in Superman 4. And uh, I'm afraid the main victim of these uh, slashing of the budget was the special effects. Oh, and it shows, and it's sad. Oh boy, does it? All right, it's sad because when you remember the the part one and two, when he, he he puts his arm up and he you know when he saves Lois and by a friend and he just takes off. Yep. Damn, he's yep. Christopher Reeve's flying. <laughs> yep. You well, that was the tagline for yeah. the first film. You'll believe a man can fly. Yeah. You know, you certainly can't by the time of four. But <laughs> no. if if we talk about the sequence, and then I'll tell you what went wrong. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's get into this sequence. Sorry, Chris, you've got to try and think about it now. Uh, well, I have it on my phone here too. I have. I might. I'll. I'll be fast forwarding and playing it. So just you know, to, to the last. All right. Where is the woman? Give it up. You'll never find her. If you will not tell me, I will hurt people. <laughs> When I put it in the Blu-ray, I did try watching the beginning, right? And yeah. you know, you got the Canon logo come up, and it's like, oh my goodness! And <laughs> I, I actually thought, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought because you got a nice model shot at the beginning of this Russian spaceship and everything. But then Superman flies along, and that was a shot we're going to see a lot, which is Christopher Reeve flying towards the camera in a really bad effect. And yeah. That's when I thought, no, I'm not going to watch all this. I'll skip to the chapter that we need, right? Yeah, okay. Which is one hour and 12 minutes into the film, and it's only an hour and a half long film, all right? so Which is kind of like, should they tell us? Superman movie that's an hour and a half. Like, like most comedies, a bad comedy is an hour and a half long. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, well, thankfully, we have only got an hour and a half of this dross um, that exists, right? So, right? so, yeah, right, the sequence we're talking about today, it's when Nuclear Man lands, um, demanding to, you know, find out where the woman is. Um, mm. So, there he is, he lands, right? Why what does do you he, think of... Why does he roar? Why does I he don't roar know. Scream? What? 
I've got questions. Why does he roar? Why are there animal noises? I mean, is this to make is this meant to make him like scary or thrilling or anything like that? Do you think? I don't know, but I was I was telling Tim that I was going to do this with you, and you know, first thing he always looks up like, oh, what else has 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 Nuclear Man done? <laughs> I think it's not said, a like, lot. <laughs> yeah, like three movies, I think, and like, but I told him if this guy was doing conventions, oh my god, sign me up! I will definitely get a stupid Nuclear Man picture signed. Would you? Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes, I would. You, would you or no? Would you just walk past him and wave? I would. Wa- I, I would snub him. I would totally snub him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, all the all the cock-ups that we've got in the special effects and everything. Everything is represented by for me by Nuclear Man. I mean, look at him with that yeah. silly mullet and that yeah. silly outfit and that silly roaring. Uh, he, he's just crap. He is just yeah. terrible. I don't understand the roar. I don't know what that means. Because he does. He lands and he does this roar, doesn't he? And we've got this silly electricity effect going on. I don't understand that either. Well. Like, how is, like, when I the don't. taxi cab pulls up and, and the electricity stops it, like, what is, how's he, what's he doing? Is that, that's his power? Electricity? Well, he's, he is nuclear, isn't he? So, yes, right. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, now this this guy is no actor, is he? I mean, no, you know, no. Tim said he was in three other things. They were TV things. This is his one and only film appearance, right? And I can quite believe it. Um, he's not an, <laughs> an actor. His name's Mark Pillow. That's right? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark Pillow. Pillow. Yeah, and he he's an ex he's an ex Chippendale. Wow, well, I can see that. He I can it. see that. He, yeah. he he is a total eighties Chippendale with that hairdo. Yeah, his hair and his body. Yeah, his body is tone and fit, absolutely, and it is kind of greasy. <laughs> yeah, but, but, <laughs> but the other thing is, he is a clone of Superman. So why is why has he got a blonde mullet if he's a clone of Superman? Well, isn't isn't he though? Isn't part of Lex in him? Like, isn't his voice Lex's voice? Yes. Well, from? yeah. Mark Pillow is not an actor. When he demands, "Where is the woman?" That's yeah. Gene Hackman's voice. Yes, yeah. Gene Hackman dubbed over him. Now, whether that's a, a nod, that being clever, and it's a nod that he's got part of Lex Luthor's DNA, or it's like, shit, this guy can't act. We've got to dub him. <laughs> maybe, maybe oh. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder how his, his, his real voice actually is, you know? I don't want to. I mean, if he goes to a convention, you can find out for yourself, but you can do that, not me, all right? Okay. I'll, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll take the bullet. Okay. You can take that bullet. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, he he asks Superman, where is the woman? And he says, if you will not tell me, I will hurt people. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, the, the, the script is, isn't exactly Oscar material, is it? Right. Um, and, and, yeah, we've got lots of these stage cars exploding, um, uh, which, you know, Superman just puts out with his cold breath. I've, I've also got to point out here something that, um, I mean, you, you've never been to the UK, have you? No, 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 I'm not. Right. There is a, I mean, I grew up on American TV and American films, right? And I live in the UK. I have all my life. I can tell when something's in America and when something's in Britain, right? Uh, and this, okay. this film was totally and utterly filmed in England, right? So when you see, you know, Lois Lane down, you know, uh, in the underground, that's yeah. not America. That is a London underground. London underground, Matt will tell you, a London underground looks like a London underground. It does not look like anything. It doesn't look like any subway in America. All right. Okay. 
I haven't gone there. This is the only bit of the film that I've seen, you know, for this, because I can't bear to watch the rest. But I do remember <laughs> there's a bit where you've got Lex Luthor and that idiot sidekick nephew that he's got. Yeah. Traveling, what, they're meant to be going down the freeway, right? But we don't have freeways. We have motorways, which are like two, maybe three lanes, very, very small. Don't look like anything that you get on a freeway in America, right? Not for one. If anyone British watching Superman 4 goes, that's not Metropolis, right? That's not America, you know? And it was because they mainly filmed this film in uh, a place called Milton Keynes, right? Which is a town which did not exist until, I think, the late 80s, right? Okay. And, and, and it's just a crappy town, with lots of like, you know, uh, out of town, you know, uh, shopping centers and things like that, right? And right. Uh, boy, it looks like it. So when you see this bit here where you've got cars spinning around and standing on end and stuff like that, I don't believe for one second that we're in America for any of this. No, you can tell it's some, some back lot, but why are the cars so damn close to one another? Like, I don't it looks like know. it's a parking lot and not, not a street. I think what it is, they've, they've only got maybe like 10 cars, so you've got to push them all together so it looks like you've got more. It's something uh, like that, I reckon. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And it is really rubbish. I mean, this whole bit before we get into the flying off is really rubbish. I mean, did you notice that you get some police cars coming along, right? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Stop. Which, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and when they when they reverse away... Yeah. They haven't reversed them away. They've reversed the film. Because the right? people... Like, this is the part... Where, this is where, where, where Reeve is like, don't do it, the people! And I always make fun yes. of that. Cause, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch the people, they're, they're going backwards because they couldn't even be bothered to film the police cars reversing out of the shot. They just used the, the shot of them arriving and then played the film backwards. Well, I guess that saves money, I guess, right? That's the way they can save, <laughs> save some money. Yeah, I spoke well, uh, saving money yet again. The bit when uh, Nuclear Man levitates those people when they go up into the su- sky, right? Yeah, what? Is that, that reminded me, though, of the, like Zod's power when he points at the one cop. Yeah, yeah, it is something very similar to that. But my, my point is that they're all single-story buildings because it is a backlot. Yes, it is a backlot. Um, and so those people, when you see them lift up, they go past the, you know, the first window... And then they're up in the sky. And the idea was, the original plan was, before they slashed the special effects budget, is yeah. that's a single-story building. You were going to add more stories to it with a map painting. Uh, so it was. So, but they was... couldn't afford to do it. So the people just go up into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> but how does, how does Superman bring them down? Just by looking at them? At the force kind of thing? Like, what's yeah. that power? Well, again, Superman's got a lot of different powers in Superman 4 that you never see anywhere else because, I mean, like repairing the Great Wall of China with his Yeah! With his I vision. Watch that part today. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was because they didn't have the money to actually do the special effects of him fixing it in any other way. So he just looks at it and it gets better. That makes no sense. Like, why didn't he do that to, to the Hoover Dam, whatever? And, and like, I don't know. I don't understand that power. I don't get it. No. Well, it, it gets them out of a corner, doesn't it? Because they haven't got the effects to get him to do that. And it's the same thing with getting these people back down. You know, I'll look at them in a way and then that'll get them better, well, I suppose. What's kind of weird that like you would think like the diehard DC comics or whatever fans, when they see this, they like, never was a power in the comics before. Like, 
what gave these people, <laughs> I don't know, rights to change his powers or to give him a power? You know what I mean? I mean? I mean, you're a Superman fan, you know, and you know that over the decades that Superman's been around, you know, depending on, you know, the era, he's had all sorts of stupid powers in, in the past, you know, yeah. and stuff like this. And it's all down to the writers or the era that you're in and stuff like this. I mean, I remember one um, in the 1980s that explained why, why um, you know, putting on a pair of glasses, everyone doesn't <laughs> realise did you ever read this one? Have you ever seen this no. one? Why, no. why, you know, Superman dressed as Clark Kent, putting on a pair of glasses, fools everybody. The idea was that he has super hypnotism, right? So when he puts his glasses on and you look at him, he's hypnotizing you into thinking that Clark Kent is far more fragile and frail than he actually is because somebody does a, a line drawing. They do a life sketch of Clark Kent and he is, he, he's much punier than he actually is and apparently superman can super hypnotize you when you're looking at him even if you're I, watching him on the tv and stuff like I that i never i never heard that or knew that no it's all about how christopher reeve does it is what makes yeah. you believe the two different people <laughs> you know well yeah well we've talked about it before haven't we and you, you, you know superman too all all you need is clark kent you know when he decides to tell lois that he's superman he's dressed as clark kent he takes his glasses off and he does something with his shoulders and suddenly he yeah. you, you know with one physical movement christopher reeve has become superman that is fantastic this yeah. isn't fantastic what we're watching in this one and i <laughs> feel so that. sorry I feel so sorry for Christopher Reeve because I've seen, you know, when he, he was out on the publicity circuit and basically he was lying through his teeth. He was saying about, oh, yeah, this film's going to be the best one yet. He must have been horrified yeah. um, when making it and then horrified by what you see because he doesn't look good either, does he? There's no. just some, The suit doesn't look good. He doesn't look good. No, the suit doesn't fit him like it, like the other ones and his hair isn't as... I don't know. It's all long and shaggy, and it's not even combed sometimes. <laughs> the colour's all wrong. I mean, in very, very often in the special effects, the blue of his suit has turned into a very, very light teal colour or something, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, we got to go back to this sequence. That that was a nice little aside there, Chris. I'm a glad we break. started. We, we we got a bit of a break from it. Uh, maybe we can do do it again in a minute. But okay. um, yeah, so Superman goes inside that building and he goes to the lift, doesn't he? Yeah. And um, he gets in the lift and goes up to the top. And Nuclear Man sees that he's gone in the lift and will decides he's going to fly up through each floor of the building. Correct. <laughs> which which is nothing more than having a stuntman on a rope and you're pulling him up. Not for one second do you believe he's crashing through all those floors. No, 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 it's, no not at all. I like the other, I like the next shot where you see all the windows blowing out. I did like that little. Yeah, that bit's all right, but yeah. him being winched up through a hole, you know, no. <laughs> uh, and Superman went when he reaches the top. Superman puts him in this lift, so he's in the dark and therefore will lose all his powers. Is that tr like so? If he's in in a basement when the sun's not shining through, he has no powers. Like I guess so. Sunlight? And at night time, just fight yeah. him at night. You know. <laughs> so all you gotta do is wait till the sun goes down. You know, seven thirty sometime, and, and go kick his ass. Right. He's like the opposite of a vampire, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So right. for some reason, you would think, oh, okay, I've got him in this lift. He's lost his powers. Bury him 
right? Take him to the deepest coal mine and just bury him. But no, bury Superman him. decides yeah. he's going to take him to the moon. Which, you, God, you're so right. Because the sun shines on the moon sooner or later. Yes. Well, that's what's just about to happen. And we get this terrible miniature of Superman and the lift flying through space. And it's obviously a, a little model of Superman and a little model of the lift. But they haven't filmed it at high speed. So that little cape is flapping away like mad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it always looks... I always sometimes, you know, when these effects are like this, it looks like a, a bird's wing, how it's, how it's flapping so crazily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No. That, so that's rubbish. So he, he takes him to the moon. Now, Superman, you know, he is mortal. Superman does need to breathe air. I know in the comics, decades ago, they said he can fly in space because he can hold his breath for a really, really long time, right? But that's silly. I mean, it, we, we were just talking about the Brandon Routh one, weren't we? And, you yeah. know, the beginning of that, he's gone off into space trying to find the remains of Krypton. And when he crash lands back at Smallville, he's got a spacesuit on. Superman does he need does. to breathe air in space. I never really realized that. I just thought that he's he's Superman and nothing like he doesn't need air. He can just breathe breathe wherever underwater space. I never even realized that. Well, this this is coming up in a minute because there's an awful lot when you realize or you shouldn't realize everybody knows there's no air in space. Yeah. There is there is no sound in space, but <laughs> there sure is in this film um, because Superman dumps the the lift. But before he goes back to uh, Earth, we've got that naff moment where he, where he just has to straighten the American flag, and we get the the music and and but Nuclear Man has woken up because there's a crack in the door of the lift, which is yeah. enough to 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 energize him again. But He's like I, the energizer say, bunny. Yeah, but can I say that when he did see the flag crooked and fixed it, I was like, yeah, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like. Do that. Fix that. Flag. They're trying for that. I mean, you know, again, going back to, you know, Superman of different decades, especially during the Second World War, you've got the classic iconic cover art of him either with an eagle on his arm or holding, you know, the flagpole of the uh, American flag. So yeah. that's what they're trying to recreate. I mean, he did it at the end of um, Superman 2. He flies back to the White House, doesn't he? He brings the, the top of the White House with a flag on with it. With a yeah. dome. Yes, yeah. So they're trying to do that aren't they? And and it's just to stall it because Nuclear Man has got out the lift and we go into this like big wrestling match now. Well, uh, and I have a question about this. Is it in slow motion because they're on the moon and there's no gravity? Or are they just doing it to show us? I don't it? know. I, I, I was thinking exactly the same thing because, yeah, I mean, that's what you do. And they did it, didn't they? Did, did it at the beginning of Superman 2 when, yeah. you know, the, the three arrive. You film it in slow motion to to suggest that there's very little gravity on the moon. But sometimes they do it, and sometimes they don't. So <laughs> I don't know yeah. if the money ran out, or somebody forgot <laughs> to actually film it in slow motion, or there was something particularly rubbish, and it's like, that doesn't look too good. We've got to slow it down. You know, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I was but, sure if it was like, oh, the, the moon. Like, but when they're fighting, though, I do like, Chris, I, I do like Superman's... Um, he headbutts him with his knee. I do like I do like that little fight. Yeah, I, I mean, in any other film made by a different company, you know, with a better actor for Nuclear Man, this could be really good. Yes. You know, yeah. Christopher Reeve actually, you know, starting to fight dirty. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, instead we've got Nuclear Man making all these animal noises. 
Yeah. We've got the silly silver uh, fingernails. Suddenly, he can turn what? into Wolverine or something. And the scene where he goes, and you see him come out. I mean, that's, you know, the biggest hand of all hands ever. But yeah, why does he, what is that power? Like, why does he have, like, Lee press-on nails? I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> well, Lex <laughs> Luthor hasn't got those. Superman hasn't got those. So why has Nuclear Man got them? Right. It, it, mm. it, uh, the more you talk about this movie, the more I get angry. <laughs> It had to be done. I mean, you know, I mean, this is the pi- price you pay, Chris. You're the Superman guy, so I'm going to call you in for this. I mean, <laughs> we'll have Brandon Roth at some point down the line. We'll be doing Man of Steel and the Justice Leagues, you know. So, See, those, yeah. those are out of mine. <laughs> well, to get there, you've got to go through this, and it's not much longer, Chris, so okay. bear with me. So all, right. all, all of this looks crap. All of this looks rubbish, and you're sat there going, this is this is terrible. This is terrible. And then it actually gets worse because we've got the moment when Nuclear Man knocks Superman into the moon like he's a pile yeah. driver or something and he's he's knocking a tent pole wheel in or something. Like, a ha- yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like when they do like the railroad uh, tracks or pipes yeah. or whatever those are called. Yeah. 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 But, and, yeah. and you can see like, you can see Christopher Reeve how he's going down like, there's a scene where he's like, he kind of wiggles, like he's like, um, yeah, it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> oh dear. So, all right. So he's knocked Superman into the moon, and we've got more terrible special effects of Nuclear Man flying back to Earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, he rather crappily arrives at the Daily Planet and and captures Lacey, old Mariel Hemingway. With this, go ahead. I don't understand this next part. Right here we go. So right. Before the final bit we're going to talk about today, Superman has come back out the moon, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Gasping for air. That proves my point. Superman needs air. Because if he didn't need air, why, why does Christopher Reeve climb out gasping? Yeah. Make, I never even thought he needs air to breathe. Well, he's gasping for it when he comes yeah. out from under the moon. And uh, so he flies back to Earth, but he's got to upright the flag first, of course, because we of get that course, moment yeah. again. You have to, yeah. Um, and this is where, you know, I'm sat there going, this is terrible, this is terrible. You see, <laughs> you, you know, Superman become a tent pole being knocked into the moon. This, this is even worse. Then it gets even worse because Superman pushes the moon yes. in front of the sun to create an eclipse. Yes. Now, to... doesn't this mess up the world? Like, doesn't the ocean need the moon? Absolutely. Or the okay. <laughs> Absolutely. We need the moon. The moon affects the tides. It, ecologically we need the moon fantastic tv series space 1999 you know i don't know if you know of it from the 70s there's, i've heard that, of it yeah yeah there's an explosion on the moon uh the moon leaves orbit and travels off through space and the people that are stuck on that moon base on the moon have lots of adventures meeting aliens and etc etc but if that ever happened the world is wiped out. <laughs> so superman's strong isn't he he's really really strong but he's not so strong that he can push a moon out of orbit. But how can he fly around planet Earth and spin it backwards then? True, true, <laughs> yes, all right, okay. I, I, I would have thought the force you need to push a moon out of orbit, you would have just crushed your way right the way through the moon and out the other side. You know what, that's very logical. Yeah, you would just be pushed, yeah, you can't do it, yeah. You can't push a moon out of orbit, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's terrible, but even worse, and this is the thing that 
where my jaw is on the floor and it's, you know, you, you, you know I'm like something from a Tex Avery cartoon. I um, I know because Nuclear Man has got Lacey, mm-hmm. decides to take her up into space, right? Not right. into the atmosphere, but he he's flying... In space, isn't Cause, he? Yeah, because because the Earth is. She looks down; it's like the size of a quarter. Yeah, yeah. So, so she is well beyond Earth's gravity. Yes, yes. But still alive because somehow she can breathe in space. Now, you could say Superman holds his breath. Nuclear Man holds his breath. Mariel Hemingway is not super. Yeah. She's dead. She's frozen solid. Yes, Absolutely. and airless. <laughs> okay, but no. Well, didn't we? Wasn't they remember in the first when Superman takes Lois up in the sky and flying around? Can you be mm-hmm. my mind? I love you. All that kind of kind of crap. Like he's holding on to her with like a finger or something. Like, and yes, that, didn't we always think that because they're touching someone who's super that it doesn't affect oh, them? Like a bit of their know? superness rubs off on them. Is that what I, you're saying? That's what I, I guess, kind of thought. Like, if if he let go of her in space, that's it. She's she's Leia floating back to the ship. You know what I mean? Well, that would explain, you know, because in, in the first Superman film, he does let go of her and she starts falling down. Yes? Yes. But but you're right. I guess they're not really in... They're, not, they're just above the clouds. Yeah, they're no, they're, they're in, in the atmosphere. So, yeah, she can still, she's, she can still breathe and everything. Don't explain right. why she isn't frozen solid, because at that, that altitude, it's freezing isn't it and she's only wearing the skimpiest of uh, negligees isn't she yeah but she's with superman she's probably all horned up all hot and bothered you know what i mean yeah all right (laughs) she's either horned up and all hot and bothered or what you're postulating there is superman extends a force field around her so she doesn't freeze and that she can still breathe yes that's another superpower he has all right, okay. All right, so if he's got that power, Nuclear Man's got that power, and that's how come when he's flying around with Mariel Hemingway, she doesn't freeze to death or suffocate. Yes? I guess. I don't. It makes no sense. It we doesn't make know. any sense because I'm leading to the big problem, which is next, which is he loses all his energy because the eclipse has happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, You've just yes. said that they are so high up, you know, the, the, the earth is like the size of a dime below right. them. Right. He drops her and she falls down. But she's holding on to his body still. I guess holding on to his arm. Yeah, but then, then she lets go and she falls. But she's away from the earth's gravity. You don't fall down in space. You just float there. Like... Like he's doing, he's floating. Yeah, in like space. yes, exactly. So if he can just float immobile in space, why the bloody hell isn't she? Well, I think I'm watching. I think Superman. He she's holding onto his arm, and Superman grabs her immediately. No, I I thought she starts falling before. No, she's holding on to Nuclear Man's arm, and then Soup comes and picks her up. Oh, okay. Have you got it on your phone right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, you I, poor I, thing. You're. I'm asking you to watch it again. Oh no, I do apologise. <laughs> Well, you know, anything for you, Eric. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chris. So he 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 returns her to Earth. Yes. Yes, he takes her back. Yeah, and, she, and, yeah. and she's not, she's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, and and then he goes up, finds Nuclear Man, and drops him in a nuclear reactor. Yes. 
which energizes the nuclear reactor and everybody's lights start flickering. Everyone has free power for like 10 minutes, yes. Yes, yes. Morally, are you okay with this? Because it's not nuclear man's fault that he's been created. He is a living creature. Superman has just killed a living creature, has he not? Ooh, I never thought of that that thoroughly. But I have no problem with it, because how else would it just stop? Like, how do you get rid of, of nuclear man? Mm. He wouldn't stop. Mm. You know, he, he would he's like, he would have kept on coming back. He had to I do suppose. something, I guess. I suppose so. All right, well... <laughs> That's the end. That's the end of the film, isn't it? You know? Um, yeah. And the end of Nuclear Man. And I think Nuclear Man, yeah, I mean, he does sum up everything that's wrong with this film. If you're going to boil it down to one thing, let it be Nuclear Man, because he's terrible. The effects are terrible. Horrible. The effects of him are terrible. It is a horrible <laughs> effect sequence. This is one of the worst ones I think we've ever done. Usually... And... Why did you... he fall into the to the nuclear thing with his arms up? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Right. I, we, we we mustn't think f- f- for this film. <laughs> I mean, usually when we, we we have a subject, I mean, you know, the remit of the of the show is you know classic, average, or duff, isn't it? You know, and this is a duff one. But usually in a duff film, there are some redeeming qualities. You know, you watch a, an old '60s Godzilla film, and the effects are kind of duff, but they're endearing. You know, there's something positive to be found in amongst. You know, there is a diamond in a dog turd, as they say. Um, but there isn't. <laughs> I mean, Superman Four is a solid turd. It, it it really is, and and it's like I've always said. Like, how can some of the greatest movies that you love your whole life have the worst sequels? It just it. I don't want to say it ruins from the first two. But it just scars it. It just like you know, don't watch these, but but watch these kind of thing. You know what I mean? Well, bless you, Chris, for asking that question because I can answer it because that neatly <laughs> moves us along to behind the scenes, and I can answer some of your questions, okay. right? All right. So, all right, rewind back to seventy-eight. You'll believe a man can fly. You know, yeah. Superman the movie. You know. Um, at that time, the most expensive film ever made, and a lot of it was down to the special effects because they had to come up with a way. You've seen the behind the scenes and of how they were trying to like fire a rocket. They had a cape on it. They were trying the whole George yeah. Reeves trampoline thing. They tried all sorts of things, didn't they? Radio-controlled yeah. flying ones and everything. So it took a fortune to actually develop the process of doing it. And, you know, over, over the... Uh, uh, the extent of making those first two films, you know, they come up with the idea, they refined it, all these techniques, and they got the experience of doing it. The team were ready to go, right? Right. They, the, the team was still there. They could be used. No, Canon, because of this slashing the money, they didn't care that you've got this dedicated team that knew their stuff. And if you wanted to make it as, look as good as the first two, use these guys. No, no, we'll go for a cheaper company. And but wouldn't, wouldn't they, like, like the whole point of, the, of these of Superman movies is seeing him flying and the effects. Like, you would think that would be a key part of these movies. They hold on to this stuff. Like, we need this. You would think. But this it, is canon, yeah. isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. And no, no. They, they slashed the budget, as I say. They decided because they had slashed the budget, they couldn't afford the people, this big assembled team. So we're going to go to a cheaper company. They went to a cheaper company. They told the cheaper, cheaper company, you've got six months to do it. The cheaper company said, all right, we'll do it. <laughs> then it was slashed to one month. 
right? Oh, so not only do yeah. you go to a cheaper company, you initially give them six months, whereas the the the, the other company developed this process over literally years. Six months was then slashed to one. All right. Wow. And this up until the point was the most special effects heavy of the Superman films. And they give them one month to do it. A company that had never done anything like this before. And back in the eighties and all like, you know, in one month, you can't do that in a month. Like today, no. maybe you could do something in a month, make it look kind of decent, but back then, no way. Yep. So, so yep. That explains the ropiness of the flying scenes and the repeat over. As I say, you know, yeah. at the very beginning, you've got Christopher Reeve flying towards the camera in a bad effect. You see that a lot in the film. You yeah. know, they they reuse effects over and over again because they didn't have money to do any more. They didn't have time to do any more. That's know? a shame. Yeah. 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 I mean, initially, before they slashed the budget and they had that thirty-six million, they were going to do the Metropolis scenes in New York. They were going to do the whole Smallville things in Canada because the set was still there, uh, but they had to re recreate it all over in England. Um, the the a lot of the Metropolis scenes were filmed, as I say, in Milton Keynes, which doesn't look anything like New York. Um, and as I say, a lot, I mean, we don't have big buildings in England, you know, outside of London, we don't have skyscrapers and the skyscrapers we've got in, um, in, in London didn't start being built until the eighties and nineties. Um, so they were going to enhance these small British buildings with matte paintings that would make it, make you believe you were in Metropolis, but they didn't have the money to do it. So you're left oh, with geez, these, wow. these diddly squat little British buildings, you know? Um, right. Yeah. Um, I haven't gone back and looked at it um, because I can't bear to watch more of this film than I have to. But <laughs> in the first two films, right, when Christopher Reeves flew, he had a special flying harness on, right, underneath his uniform, okay? okay. And, um, yeah, but to hide it, he was wearing larger-than-normal red shorts. Okay. Because you've got all this extra bulk underneath. It didn't right. make him look more, you know, you know, what you would think. You know, oh, did, I, I wouldn't mind a large package down my I was going to say, did, it, his, did, his, no, did his junk no. look bigger or no? No, no, no. It, no, it was more around the other side. So it made his backside look massive, all his right? Booty? But okay. Yeah, okay. his booty. That's a nice <laughs> diplomatic way of putting it. But the problem was, I mean, in the first two films, they got round it by you either strategically moved the cape to hide it or it was yeah. camera angles or it was cuts you didn't see his big red booty but apparently if you do watch this film and i'm not going to go back to try and find it there are <laughs> scenes where this harness is clearly visible and yeah he's got the most enormous backside in the oh film. man now i have to watch it to see where the big booties are you <laughs> no, know please don't please don't <laughs> um there's a stuntman called john lee's Okay, and he he's he he did a lot of stunts in Aliens. He did it in Flash Gordon and the Bond films and stuff like that. And um, he was, I don't know if he was the stunt man for Christopher Reeve or Nuclear Man, but during this this moon fight, um, his harness broke and he fell twenty feet. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it injured him, and that ended his film career. That was the end of him being a stunt man. Um, oh my God! Yeah, he was awarded. He went to court. He sued them, 
um, because they were cutting corners. Um, and uh, he took Cannon to court and and sued them. One, one a quarter of a million. That was taken out of the budget as well, you see. So all this, all this wasn't helping at all. Um, nuclear man himself, as I say, he was an ex-Chippendale dancer by the name of Mark Pillow. Um, and he took the role in, in, in the hope of it jump-starting his acting career. He thought he was going to be another Arnold Schwarzenegger or another Lou Ferrino. Um, but no, that did, didn't pan out. Did this kill it? Because he didn't do anything? Like, did this, this end it? You know what I mean? Yep. Like, wow. Well, if you're a casting director and you watch him in, in Quest for Fire, you don't go, oh, that's my man, do you? <laughs> no, no, I guess. But what if they were making a Chippendales movie? He'd be perfect. You know? Oh, yes, yeah. Chippendale's the movie. Maybe, maybe. Chippendale's the movie. Um, yeah, and there, there, apparently there was meant to be more of this film. There was 45 minutes. They cut 45 minutes out uh, of this film because, you know, they were so desperate to get their money back because I think by then Canon had realised this isn't going to be, you know, the blockbuster that we had hoped. So right. they cut 45 minutes out so you can have more showings per day in a cinema Hopefully oh, that yeah. will garner more money. All Make right? more money. Yeah. Yeah, but it didn't. <laughs> they need they need Zack Snyder's edition now of Superman Four. You know. Extra I don't. Footage. No, you can't polish a turd. You know. Um, <laughs> you cannot nah. polish a turd. I can't see. I mean, you know, on the Blu-ray there are. You know, you see that there was a more of a romance between you know Clark Kent and uh, Mario Hemingway and stuff. But I don't think putting that back in would save it, you know? I mean, yeah. the trouble for this film was there before they even filmed their <laughs> first day shooting. The money was gone, you know? Yeah, yeah, mm. you're right. And, yeah, and there it is up on the screen to be seen. And, uh, boy, <laughs> yes, this, not not a good film, not a good film. I can't, no, it's I, not. I have never, ever seen anyone say I'm rather fond of Superman 4 or, God forbid, it's my favourite of the films. That, that, those people do not exist. They, they can't. They, they can, but they're in an asylum somewhere. <laughs> you know? They keep talking to the wall constantly. Yeah, they don't get a response. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, oh, man, oh, man. So you and I, Chris, we have to vote out of 10 what we, we rate these special effects. They're, they're all horrible. Like... Well... I, I, you know, I can't give it a, I can't give it a zero. I ain't doing that. I'm not that mean. But see, the, uh, the, the whole fight scene on the moon, that's not really, I guess, special effects, right? No. The, it is when they would... start lifting each other up and they, you've got the lightning effects and the silver fingernails and things like that. Oh my God. <laughs> Why do I have to go first? Um... <laughs> I'll go first. I... You want me to go first? I have a number in my head, and I will, I'm going to keep it. No, yeah, you go first. I'm not, I'm not changing mine. I, I will not change mine due to what you say, okay? All right. I can't give it a zero, right? right. Because it's got right. Christopher Reeve in it. And Correct. because of that reason, I'm going to give it a one. Ooh, the, the thing that I had, I had in my head was a two. A two. All right, so I... it's a one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> But I was given it a two, maybe for that you're exactly right. It's a Superman movie, and it, and the and there there is some 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 when they're fighting and they're kicking and they're floating in space. There is a few things like oh that's that's pretty cool. And when he he knees him in the face, I mean I know it's not a special effect, but that's a cool scene. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm given I'm given a generous I guess too. 
All right, so that's one and a half, yeah. um, which is the lowest. No, I actually, actually, I haven't, I haven't got my, uh, I haven't got my pieces of paper near me with all my notes and everything. I think there is actually a worse superhero rating that Isn't we've it? been given. Yeah, and I think it's when uh, your old mate Tim was on the show, and we were talking about Spawn. Right, and there's a scene in Spawn where he crashes through the skylight. They're copying Batman, and it's him with his CGI cape. I think that possibly might be worse than this. Wow. Well, that's kind of good then for Superman. Then he beats. It is. (laughs) All right. All right. So I'm. Thank you for talking with me today about this. It had to be done. As I say, you're our go-to Superman guy on this show. Thank you. I, thank you for the first two. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the following couple that are coming up. Yes. Things can only get better after Superman 4. The only way is up, as that song used to go. Up, hey. up and away, actually. Oh, brilliant. What a great way to end it. Thank you, Chris. See, you're the Superman guy. I didn't even think about that. You're yes. <laughs> the only way is up, up and away. I'm going to write that down and have that for the, uh, for the blurb on Neozaz, okay? Okay, all right. Take it. Okay, it's, it's I'm yours. making a note. Yeah, thank okay. you very Copyright Chris Irons. Yeah. That's right. All right. Okay, excellent. Well, thanks for your time today, Chris. Thank you, Eric. It was it was super. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I will be in touch uh, uh, at some point, and we'll talk about a much better effect next time, all right? Sound good. Sound good. All right. In, in fact, I'll tell you what. You choose it, because the last time I asked you about this, that's when we did Jaws. That was all your idea, wasn't it? Quint's death in Jaws. Yes. So have a think about a special effect sequence that, is, that you like, and we'll, we'll do that next time. Now, see, I think I'm going to torture you, because cause part four of Superman is the worst. Am I right? Yes, yes. I agree. Oh, you're not. You're not. You're not going there. You're not talking Indiana Jones. No, 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 oh. no. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you were talking to Indiana Jones 4. I was talking about Jaws 4, The Revenge. Oh, good Lord. All right, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I, I thrust this one on you. You can thrust that one on me, all right? Okay, Jaws all right. 4, The Revenge. I've watched that once in the cinema. I haven't seen it. I haven't thought about you it. You haven't seen it since? No, I've never seen it. I saw it once, and I was paid... To watch it, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, this time I won't be paid to watch it. Oh blimey, that that is yeah. a film I, I haven't seen in many many a year. All right. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna pick at the end. I want to pick when the boat, when the shark jumps out of the water and screams, and the boat stabs him. All right. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Ch- challenge accepted. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Perfect. All right. Excellent, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you, Eric. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.